everyone to Curtain Jerks, the podcast that brings you the fun and funny of wrestling. I am your host, Scott Narver, but enough about that. We have a treat for you. It is back in the saddle again. Can we do the intro real quick? Yeah. Uh, all right. Hold on. Um. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome to the sports. <laughs> sports. Sports. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no. This man was here in the beginning. This man has been a long and dear friend for a very long time. He's got a movie coming to theaters near you, worldwide and on demand. He's back, better than ever. Steve Sears is in the podcast studio. Man, it is good to be back in here. The room looks great, by the way. Yeah? Looks really good. You like it? Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of toys. Hey, hand me that tri-dagger. You got it, buddy. Uh, this, uh... Warded off a homeless guy out in the, in the yard a little while back. I'm not surprised. This Here's is... the sharpener for you. Oh, thanks. Uh, enough about things people can't see, Scott. <laughs> what? It's theater of the mind. <laughs> yes, <I'll> say, <laughs> podcast, theater of the mind. Hand me that dagger. <laughs> Very well, here you are. Indeed, I pledge my allegiance to you, King Scott. <laughs> sheath, sheath. <laughs> clang, clang. <laughs> Uh, it's good to be back. Oh, it's good. really fun. I, uh, I, have, I, did, I recently did another podcast. As a guest. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you dirty bastard. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. And then when you wanted, uh, you ins- extended the invitation, I jumped at the chance. Yeah. Well, hey, you got to promote, man. You're out. You're a promoting machine now. Yeah, working man. Yeah. Uh, movie. I've got a movie coming out. Yeah. Is it okay for me to say that? Please. I prefer that you do. Scott, the last time I was on this show, I believe it was one of our, we were still working on the movie, Dave Made a Maze. Yeah, I don't think... It was yeah, it was still in post production and yeah. Know. So Dave made a maze, which you are a wonderful star of, is and coming you out. Wrote uh, I wrote uh, it's coming out August eighteenth. It's going to be in multiple cities. We can get to list a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. But Dave made a maze dot com slash screenings. Um, yeah, this has been a labor of love of just weirdness and like so often we talk about stuff on the podcast and I managed to get far enough to actually you know getting people to want to make it with me. So I've been really grateful to be a part of it. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> I don't know me. if you're going to cry, you baby. Well, no, you're looking at me with penis eyes. <laughs> <laughs> squirt, squirt. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just, it's nothing. I'm just crying. No, it's really cool. I mean, any, anybody that's been listening throughout the uh, the history of the show has heard, you know, two guys just sitting in a garage. Uh, the Curtain Jerks uh, Encyclopedia Prodigium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the point where you wrote a movie, you pitched the movie, you got money for the movie. I'm in the movie, it's being made, it's filmed, and then it's post-production, and then you come back, and it's it's ready. It's, I mean, I forget. I mean, I got stuff going on just all every day, but, like, when I remember that the movie's coming out August 18th, I have this sort of, like, oh, my God, and then I remember that you were in it, and I remember that we shot, and, like, all of it comes back to me. Like, I guess it's that I'm easily distracted, mm-hmm. but, um... <laughs> Laser pen. Oh, shit. Get that laser pen away from him. <laughs> oh, I'm in... Wait, I can control it. <laughs> Not my eyes. <laughs> Scott, stop me from doing this. This is why they don't give it to cats. Uh, but... And then I'm... Yeah, I'm just really proud of it, man. And, like, now I'm getting to promote the movie I wrote on the show I got, I, I used to be a part of. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. The movie's going to be playing at the Aria Fine Arts on Wilshire and Beverly Hills. I used to work at that movie theater. Oh, is that the one they used to work I at? I used to work, like, when I first moved to L.A., I worked at a movie theater at the Aria Fine Arts. What year was this, would you say? Uh, I think Zodiac just came out. Uh, David 2006? Fincher movie. Yeah, maybe 2006, 2007. Okay. A uh, lot of weird movies I didn't know, but Zodiac played at one part. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, this is the only, like, celebrity I saw at that theater was the guy who plays the assassin in Last Boy Scout. The guy who's obviously gay is talking about Bruce Willis's daughter. Be like, and I'll show her what a hot date I am. Tyler, uh, Taylor Negron? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, and I was, I was starstruck. I served him popcorn and I just wanted to be like, oh, blast Boy Scout. What a hot date you are. Obviously gay. Uh, just, but you would have done terrible things to that poor girl because you're a bad guy. And I believe it. Your popcorn's clean, by the way. Yeah, I, I. My enthusiasm doesn't extend to putting my seed in your food, unless you want me to. And even if you did, I probably wouldn't. But I just wanted to offer 
that I wouldn't do that. But it's ready. Yeah, anytime. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. I, yeah, so the movie is going to be playing at a movie theater I used to work at, which to me is so vengeful. Now I can finally show them who's boss. Well, I got fired from that place. Too. Really? Yeah, I got fired because I would roll Just in celebrities popcorn. <laughs> that was an offer. <laughs> All right? I offer so that there is the extension of consensuality. Sure. I like that, consensuality. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you get fired? A couple reasons. <laughs> uh, they said it's because I uh, I wouldn't follow rules and I, I'd roll my <laughs> sleeves up. And it's true, I'd roll my sleeves up. What was because the I like to get uh, d- down and dirty and doing my work. <laughs> what was the uniform they had to wear? Oh, a uh, button-up shirt and black tie. And was it just any color button-up shirt? Did it matter? No, it was a white, crisp white shirt. And they were upset that you rolled up your sleeves? Yeah, because they want to have the buttons at the wrists. But I would roll them up because I'd be, you know, going around in the theater just like <laughs> using a katana to get gum off the back of seats, you know? <laughs> I guess I'd be upset. It's like, uh, look, I bought some uh, hot buttered popcorn and it's just covered in arm hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've eaten half the bag and I can't finish anymore. And I think it was the guy with the sleeves rolled up that served it to me. Wait a minute. I remember you. You didn't have a mustache when you came in, right? <laughs> Um, but, and, but that's why they said they fired me. I think they fired me (laughs) (laughs) because I got a wadded up paper towel out of a urinal without a pair of gloves on. And I did that in front of my boss. He was like, oh, someone threw a paper towel in the (laughs) urinal. And I was like, no problem. I got it. (laughs) I used another paper towel to get it. But I think that might've been the, he was a very fastidious gentleman. I don't think he liked that. Yeah. You don't want to see that. I didn't use my fucking mouth, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I mean. It's like, you don't want to see it, but you got to, I'm sure if he was uh, standing over you that he go, all right, you're going to wash your hands thoroughly. Right. I did. Right. That's what I mean. It's. You don't want to see that. No, no one wants to see that. Look, uh, if you saw Dookie in the urinal, <laughs> I would have left someone else to get that. Sure. I wouldn't have done it. It's like, boy, that wasn't there on my shift. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, I'm going to go get a 32 ounce of soda, and I'll take care of that the hardcore way by peeing it into little pieces. <laughs> flush, flush, flush. <laughs> no flush. It's urinal. You're just going to have to pee it in half. It's going to drown it in urinal cakes. Just mm-hmm. smash them all over it. Huh? Huh? Why is it when I pee in this one, it smells like shit? <laughs> and Mandarin Orange. Uh, Wrestling. It is great to be back. <laughs> uh, have you been watching anything? Is there anything you've been uh, you've been aware of, you've been keeping up on in the in the world of wrestling? Uh, I sort of get pieces here and there. I get little snippets of UFC stuff also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about the McGregor-Mayweather uh, fight, because yeah. that feels like it's a wrestling match. It very much does. As like a total like burning shit show. Who you got? Oh, everybody loses. <laughs> everybody loses. I well, McGregor is a monster, like, yes. and then Mayweather is like a woman beating monster as well. Like everybody, you there's nobody to root for anymore. However, the fans, you do get to see something amazing's gonna happen. I don't know what it is. You, but wait, McGregor being a monster of just talking shit. I don't perceive that as being a terrible person. The wife beater, yes. But yeah, but I mean, why not McGregor? Like, well, why is he? I, I like this is kind of a sticky subject, but what he says is racist. <laughs> I don't care for the Irish. Yeah, but when you tell a black guy, to, "I'm going to make you dance," or "You're going to dance for me, boy," that doesn't it doesn't. Oh, ma- hadn't heard that one. Yeah, he said that. So, like, even if he says that, like, oh, we'd say that all the time in Ireland. <laughs> that's him having a stroke, uh, <laughs> Steve. That's our culture. <laughs> yeah, like this sort of idea of like, yeah, but that's you know acceptable black hatred <laughs> because it's in <laughs> Ireland, and you bring it to the United States, it's a more critical eye. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like he, I think he crossed the line, but even at the same time, it's like it was bound to happen eventually. Okay. And I'm not excusing it. It's just this idea where it's like, well, he's just going to say whatever he fucking feels like. And Mayweather's going <laughs> to beat up the crap out of anybody he feels like it, man or woman, inside the ring or not. Right. You know? So it's just a matter of, like, it's like Darth Vader versus the Emperor. No, that Ooh, would be man. awesome. <laughs> Super cool. And we've seen it. Seen it. <laughs> seen it. Uh, I don't like. I don't know how else to describe it. I, I think it's, it is such a circus match. Mm-hmm. At this point, that that's what reminds me of wrestling a lot. And yeah. I think, so I even then, I feel like I detracted us from wrestling. I think the last pay-per-view I saw was... What's the who you got? 
I think it's on Mayweather, man. You think so? Yeah, I, we talked about this briefly. McGregor isn't ready for that standing ten count. Okay, like like UFC, like you can't con- you can't defend yourself in- intelligently for what six seconds, roughly. I yeah, mean, and then they'll pull- referee's discretion. Yeah, they don't stand you back up. Like no. it's done. Like, yeah. and every time you a, a UF like a MMA match ends, they're always like, "What? What? No." And I feel like they're... Why? Yeah. Mom, why? Yeah, Mom. Well, because you're calling me Mom. <laughs> I'm the referee. Yeah, my name's Herb. <laughs> when you see them scramble after... So they get, you know, the flash knockout. They can't defend themselves. And then they wake back up by the time the ref has stopped it. And when they're grabbing no, I mean, to take them down... I, yeah. And it's like, uh, you know you're really out of it, right? Well, what are you talking about? Because you're trying to take a guy down that's wearing pants. Yeah. No one in here wears pants except for the official. I told you not get close to me. I'm a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a full spectrum warrior. Every limb is a weapon. But I, uh, I honestly think that I think McGregor's going to train. I mean, like MMA, I think you have to train harder in a way. Mm-hmm. But your body isn't trained for the, the kind of, uh, det- like focused athleticism of boxing. Okay. So it's like. Yeah, we're just going to punch you in this area, from your stomach to your head. Like, that's your sensitive spots, right? And we're right. just going to work all within that area. And if you get knocked down, you're going to get 10 seconds. But that gives more opportunity for your opponent to pummel you farther. So mm. MMA matches, to me, while super intense, or and I, I prefer to watch that over boxing, mm-hmm. It in a way, boxing, to me, seems more punishing. And we talked about this also. You mm-hmm. get more brain injuries in boxing than you do in MMA. And that's sure. for a reason. And I think it's that standing 10 count. Oh, yeah. My sensitive parts are my balls. Yeah, well, the problem is they don't have those midgets fighting super tall guys. <laughs> yeah, they should. I Look, Vince loves an underdog. I think... <laughs> All right, so but like, that's a, like that to me is a WrestleMania style event too. Like, McGregor, oh, sure. like it's like that crossover. It's like what is even happening? This is the, this is an event where the day shuts down and everybody watches this. Yeah, everybody's aware of it, and even casual like I don't really like fighting, but I heard about this, and well, this, this sounds is, crazy. Well, I mean, the crossover between MMA and boxing, but because it's that crossover, you know how you now have everybody else looking over in the video store. It's like, what are you guys looking at over there? <laughs> Is that a curtain? What's behind that curtain over there in that room? Don't come in here. Mr. McGruber, my geometry teacher, what are you doing here? I'm uh, looking at cinema. <laughs> cinema. Cinema. So, wrestling pay-per-views. What was the last one you think you took in? What, WrestleMania? What? No, I don't think it was a WrestleMania. A, a Owen. backlash? Uh, Owen. Kevin, Kevin Owen and Jericho. I think it was either their final match or their rubber match, was it? Okay, so, well, boy, what are those called? The Raw ones. I, there's so many names for all these. We're at Battleground right now. Yeah. Uh, coming up on Sunday. before Balls of Fire. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about, too, and I can't, I can't and place it. And that had... Jeez. Uh, I'm trying to think what the main event was. <laughs> I wasn't super impressed. Like, Jericho and Owens was awesome. Um yeah, I mean, I I love to watch it now because there's a ton of people I don't recognize. Payback. I believe it was payback after WrestleMania, if you will. This episode has been brought to you by Google. <laughs> so, wow, that must have been uh, June, right? Probably. So, May, June, somewhere in there. And I did watch Mania. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Oh, that was Undertaker retiring, wasn't it? Uh, You don't really know, Steve. <laughs> Scott... It's over. Or is it? <laughs> it's an elaborate exit at WrestleMania. It's the new trend now. Forget entrances. It's all about the exit. Yeah, I. it's going to be really exciting to hear about his commentary run on the European tour. <laughs> and joining us is the immortal phenom, Mark Calloway. <laughs> uh, thank you, Byron Saxton. It's great to be here. Now, I don't know any of these young guys' names, but I'm sure I will if they break any of the rules and i see them in wink wink wrestlers court <laughs> bottle of scotch get you out of everything um all right so you know you're, you you got your toe in the water yeah, i'm a so little rusty i'm a little rusty i've 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 seen some stuff here and there roman reigns is still on top right oh he's the cat's pajamas that guy is yeah well the top of my dead fucking body <laughs> oh ooh. uh is there anybody that you're that you've seen in passing that you like now or Anybody different? I'm trying to think who'd be 
different from... You know what's really a shame is I was a total Johnny-come-lately at, what, Wrestle Kingdom 8 when we saw Nakamura for the first time? Yeah. And was it 8? No, I think it was 7. Like, Mark Wurzeka was like, you got to see this guy. He's Nine. Like, yeah, he's like, he's a combination of Michael Jackson and Queen and just, and I was like, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah, you're all over him. And then he did that NXT debut, I think, versus Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. and I thought that was cool, but I was also like, mm, there's something missing, and there, and now I've I've missed every single one of his matches since. And I, all I want to do is like, that guy, who's the Japanese lady who also looks like... Uh, Asuka. Yeah, I was about, she looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> she seems awesome. Mm-hmm. Like those two are, I think, the most what I'm the most excited about. But I I don't know if they're getting their due. Are they getting their due, Scott? Yeah, I'd say they're getting their due. Yeah. Asuka's uh, still the champ in NXT, and Shinsuke Nakamura's undefeated on SmackDown Live. He's on. He's going to be at Battleground. He's got a non-title match, right? Yes, against Baron Corbin. Mr. Mm. Money in the Bank. Whoa, watch out. They got clothes in that bag, or is it your future? Uh, there's also a Ms. Money in the Bank. Really? You know about that? No, I didn't know about Carmella. that. Carmella. All right. Mm-hmm. Is she the big monster lady, or? Uh, well, I guess it depends on how you view women, Steve. I Look, if they got a big personality, it's enough for me. <laughs> They're all monsters in my book. Uh, no, she's... Um, I'm, I've, so I haven't seen an episode of Glow. I haven't seen any, I haven't seen SmackDown or Raw. Like, I'm, thanks for having me, Scott. Sorry to be a, such a bummer. <laughs> no, Steve, it's like old times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what's going on in wrestling, Scott? No, I know there's all sorts of stuff going on, but I know you've, you've, you've been abreast of some things going on. I have a firm hand upon the breast of that things could be happening. There was a, a major story that broke today. Really? A huge story that broke today about Shane McMahon and a helicopter crashing. Is he okay? I've, from what I hear and from the news report I saw on Twitter, he seems to be okay. But uh, you oh, know. Look, I'll bring this up on the uh, Intellitron and I'll see what kind of new stuff I can have feed it out. Oh, Steve, that's the Intellivision? Oh, shit. <laughs> let me go to the Intellitron. Okay, I'm printing out a readout now, Scott. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, it says here that Shane McMahon had a uh, he was in Jersey and mm-hmm. he had a crash near some place called Gigu or something, Gigu Sound or something. G- Gigolo Beach. Gigolo. John Gigolo. John Gilgood. Yeah, Johnny Feelgood. And it's a helicopter, but they crashed on the pontoon landing pad, so it seems to be okay. Yeah, I wonder if we can get a little bit more insight into this, but he seems to be all right. I've been told that an eyewitness was coming in. Really? Yeah. Wow, Let, let's talk to him. So, I'm just going to lend one in. Hey, man. Oh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, it's good to be back, man. Oh, wow, I haven't seen you in ages. Yeah. It's so good to see you. Yeah, where you been, man? What's going on? You know, all over the place. Firm hand on the breaths of tomorrow. What? What? What is that? Is that like a, is that Confucius? I know. Scott said it, and I thought I'd say it again. But I think right. I butchered it more. By the way, quick check-in. You seem to be doing great, man. Doing great, man. Doing all that yoga and stuff, man. You look man. fantastic. Oh, thanks, man. You look really limber. Yeah, you know, I'm not as positive as DDP knowing me, man, but, you know, I, mean, I, mean, I like the thing I'm doing all right. Uh, Jake, nobody's that positive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, nobody's man. You that can't positive. do that. You can't do that. Now, you know something about this uh, helicopter crash? Was yeah, man. man. Yeah, you see that, man? Uh, yeah, I looks, I'm looking at the Intellitron printout, and uh, I, uh, from what I understand, it was a pontoon helicopter. It crashed in the sound. Shane McMahon is okay. His pilot is okay do you busted <laughs> how so busted <laughs> what what happened what yeah happened? i know how that goes man oh. the old white horse flying up in the sky and then you know you fly too close to the sun your wings melt off man i don't it's an elaborate daedalus reference are you implying that something happened on that helicopter that allowed a lot that caused them to crash yeah man they're just smuggling drugs man i know that story you think that they were smoking drugs in the helicopter and shane mcmahon a known millionaire and rich playboy Crashed a helicopter in New Jersey. Yeah, man. They were, they were flying high. thought nothing could touch it, man. And then they crashed in the ocean. Let me no get one the, wants to land in the ocean, man. Let it's me, full of water. You can't breathe in there, man. Let me get this straight, Jake the Snake Roberts. You're telling me that Shane McMahon was blowing lines in a helicopter and crashed in a body of water in New Jersey? Man, look at he He was blowing lines, smoking H, Crashing doobies, tooting the powders, tooting the powders, crash, uh, cr- cramming the anchors, doing it all, man. Look, did you see his veins? Did you see his? Did you see track marks? 
Man, he looks he like was... Kurt Angle with a tuft of white cotton candy that fell on his head. Exactly, man. He's hiding everything from me, right? He won't show you anything because he's smuggling drugs, smoking drugs, doing all the drugs up there. And he doesn't show up to work all the time and smack down life. Why? He can't get up, man. He's on the couch, man. He's really? flipping out. Really? I know how that story goes, man. I see Shane. I go, that's me, man. That's me, man. That's me. That's me three years ago, man. Three years ago? Oh, that's me four years ago, five years ago, six <laughs> years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago. It's a bunch of years ago, man. Look, you He's know what? He's got kids, man. That's not okay. Stru- you know what? Soon enough, you're going to start selling your kids for blow. Fighting addiction is an ongoing process. So I just, one, I need to say. You get a lot of money for a good white kid. You know what I'm saying? Before we talk about selling. You want to buy one of my kids? No, man, I'm relapsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake, please, please, Jake. Stop. Jake, look, it's an ongoing battle, all right? I believe in yeah, you. I think yeah, you're man. one of the best performers think, of all man. time. I. I look. I hate to pry, but do you have any stories about when maybe you were in a helicopter with maybe uh, we were Shane McMahon? Uh, yeah, Shane man. McMahon Shane or McMahon was just a kid. And <laughs> I was having him fly in the helicopter, and then uh, I, I took his trapper keeper and uh, I did some lines off of it, and then I'm like, "Here you go, buddy," and we crashed right in the ocean. Now, was have you ever been in a helicopter with any other wrestlers that may stand out? To of course, you? man. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon was just a little kid. We were flying in a helicopter, and I was like, "Here, you take the controls." And then I took her trapper keeper. I was doing lines of blow on there, and then Shane was there in the back too. He was just a little tiny baby at the time, and then I did some lines of blow off of him. And then Stephanie looked, thought it was super funny, and we crashed in the ocean. Jake, now if I'm to put one and one and one and one together, yeah, man, that's four. Hoping for four. Uh, you had offered to sell me a white kid earlier, and you're now telling me that there was two separate occasions in which you were riding in a helicopter with drugs with two young, presumably white children. Was this part of a grander scheme to sell children via helicopter? Man, you know, selling white kids is one thing, right? But when you sell white millionaire kids like the McMahons, the sky's the limit, man. I imagine you could and fetch I've, quite a pretty penny. I flew way too close to the sun, and my wings melted on that one, man. Wow. Now, I mean, I can only assume that if Shane McMahon is now in a helicopter doing drugs, he can also be a part of this extended conspiracy. He could be selling his own kids, man. It's 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 a life, man. Being a drug cartel, being a drug mule, smoking drugs, anything with drugs, man. It's, it's a slippery slope, man. Wow, Jake, this I feel like is such a... Uh, a cautionary tale, but also it's really blowing the doors wide open in terms of uh, child slavery and drugs and also flying while intoxicated. Yeah. Oh, I miss the 80s, man. <laughs> oh, the 80s were fun. You know what I'm saying? I Look, I, I, I was a kid of the 90s, pretty much. So I grew up in the 80s, but oh, 90s when I came into my own. Out, and then I don't feel like I really started doing drugs till college. So even then... No, I'd even, I think I was done by then. I'd finished the end of high school. Oh, yeah. I didn't hit the hard stuff until I moved to LA. And even then, it wasn't as glamorous as I thought it was going to be. So I, I don't, I, I don't want to even presume to know that I know your situation. Hey, man, we're in LA, right? Yeah. Hey, man, can I buy some blow? No. No, I'm relapsing. No, Jake, I come gotta on. get out of here. It's I'm not going to tell anybody. That one it's doesn't bad. count. That it's one doesn't bad. count. I got to get out of here. Hey, okay. man, thanks for your time. I hope Shane McMahon's doing all right. Yeah, me too. Hey, Jake, great seeing you. Yeah, man. I, oh, by the way, I, did, I didn't see it. I just heard about it on Twitter. Oh, so that's how you were a witness? You saw it on Twitter? Yeah, man. I was an eyewitness to Twitter, man. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Yeah, see you later, buddy. Okay. Scott, I have a few corrections to make on the Intellitron. Uh, yeah. Jake the Snake only saw it as a witness on Twitter. I feel like that counts nowadays. Yeah, I guess. It feels like you're there in the action of whatever's happening. <laughs> yeah, just, like a mind collapse or whatever it is. It's like, ooh, I feel it because no, the there. hashtag. I'm going to tell, tell people what I saw. Yeah, those miners are trapped. Yeah, hashtag trapped. Hashtag trapped. Yeah. Wow. So that was a big story today. Yeah, look, not going to lie. Super glad Shane McMahon's okay. Me too. I, like, when he came back and I was, like, super stoked. Mm-hmm. So excited. And uh, so excited, I haven't watched an episode since. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good. Everything's right in its place. I just, I just like knowing he's there. Are you gaming? Are you gaming these days? Um, no, I don't have anything set up. But I did play Super PS3? Nintendo Online last night. What? Yeah, there was like a... I don't know what the website was, but there was like an emulator that streamed online. I played Jackie Chan Adventures for Nintendo... I played Smash TV on Super Nintendo, Whoa. and I played Bubble Bobble on Super Nintendo, all via web browser. Against people or with people? Just 
by myself. Well, you made it. You said when you had said online, it's like, whoa, there's some connected no, community where no, it's like, I mean, Smash like, TV with 14 players. No, I mean online in the true sense, alone with my <laughs> door open, talking to my computer. <laughs> ah. I mean, yeah. The old, the old, I'm connected to people, but I don't know how anyone could ever call this a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played Bubble Bobble, and, um... There's a hundred levels in that? I got to wave 26, or whatever. Nice. Uh, this, and I also was thinking about Gears of War the other, like, yesterday. Yeah. So there's the main fire, there's, like, the assault rifles with the chainsaw. Yes. There's the other machine gun, and then the sniper rifle. Yes. And then what are the sidearms? There's like a mini machine gun, and then there's also the magnum. There's like yeah, the pistol or the magnum is that thing. And then there's the grenades that are yeah, on then a the chain and you lob them. That you lob them. Uh, the sidearm they need like a forty. They need like a super forty-five or something. Like I know this is weird. I'm talking. Hey, about- Cliff Kablinski, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Epic Games. Where's my Epic forty-five? Like they, he needs a RoboCop gun. Do you know he what he does? Needs? Because they have that little weird little like front loading machine gun, and then they have the Magnum, which are awesome weapons. Mm-hmm. I just had a moment of complaining about a game I haven't played in four years. That's okay. You just brought up something. You know, it's the 30th anniversary of Robocop. I think I did know that. Uh, Voodoo told me that. Because uh, they have a sale on all three movies for $5. Which is really interesting because like the Dallas Times did an interview with Paul Verhoeven. Oh. Like maybe two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, and he's talking the director of the first of, RoboCop. Of RoboCop. Yeah, and he's talking about you know the shooting in Dallas in the eighties got us exactly what we wanted. They went to Detroit to shoot in Detroit, but they were like, "We're not getting the futuristic. A- we need it to be like dangerous, but we also need a futuristic aspect." Mm-hmm. And they just had dangerous in Detroit. They didn't have the <laughs> yeah. like the Dallas sort of sky. This isn't of- sleek and dangerous. <laughs> well, also, we're just scared. The interview also went on to say Verhoeven was talking that uh, they were like. We're going to make it like Blade Runner. Like, every aspect of this is going to be futuristic. Uh-huh. And then the producer was like, well, I looked at the budget. You can either have RoboCop have a super cool suit, or you can have everything, the future, be futuristic. And he was like, we'll go with the suit. Wow. And I think that's a good choice. I think so, too. Because you imagine if it was Blade Runner and, you know, RoboCop just had, like, a trench coat on and the silver helmet. Oh, God. It wouldn't be the same. No, it, that'd be really rough to yeah. try and pull that off. Is someone talking about me? <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god, I am blown away. RoboCop is here. That's right. One way or another, I'm going to be on your show. Uh, look, RoboCop, first off, happy anniversary. have to say that right off the bat. Thank you. A lot of people don't know this, but it's wood for 30th anniversaries. Oh, is that right? I would have thought it was a, a, a stone of some kind, maybe an emerald. Shik! Oh, God, it's that it's that uh, middle finger sharp... Uh, My data spike. Yes, this data spike. Oh, God, I would have called it a flash drive or something, but... <laughs> I'm going to check on your Intellitron to see what it is for 30th anniversary. You've made me question myself. I don't know if we have a... Oh, we do, apparently. I didn't think we have a data spike port there. There's all sorts of information going through on the screen at a rapid pace. My human eyes can't take it in and read it that quickly. Sheik. It's wood, citizen. Well, you're right. You know, I just want to let you know, Robocop, this episode is sponsored to us by Google. We could have just Googled that, too. Google, what's that? Sting and I are going to get down to business in Washington, D.C. Oh, that's right. Yes, you were, you were in WCW. Coming up this Sunday. Uh-oh. I think uh, they have some old programming in there, RoboCop. I don't know what you're talking about. Sting and I are going to take out the trash. No, uh, I mean, Sting is retired from wrestling. He's no longer an active wrestler. Go on. <laughs> oh, this really seems like when he was flashing back to his uh, wife and family. Oh, he's doing he- those head spasms. I really need to tell you something. Oh no, the memories are playing in his mind of his I, wife. I love you. Oh, I remember that uh, same memory. Oh, oh no, the, his side compartment's opening where his gun is, <laughs> and he, he, I think he's gonna twirl it to impress his son because mm-hmm. he's watching. His son's watching his favorite show. 
one way or another, you're coming with me, dead or alive. <laughs> oh, no, I think... Uh, the, Did the I get it wrong? That didn't sound right to <laughs> you, me, either. You didn't get it right, you didn't get it right <laughs> Robocop. I don't know what my fourth directive is, but I don't think it's properly formatted. Uh, you can't hurt anybody of uh, OCP. And I, I'm OCP. You can't, can't hurt me. Okay, oh, he's, he's assessing the room. He's looking around. Uh, would you like some baby food? Mmm, baby food. <laughs> you never seem to eat it. Everyone else seems to be very fascinated with it and eat it, but I never see you eat it. I did see that young executive eat it with his finger. He seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. Are you worried about germs? No, I'm RoboCop. <laughs> well, uh, look, I, have you heard from Sting? Because uh, we'd like to know that he's okay, but uh, he's... He's not actively wrestling anymore. WCW doesn't exist anymore. I was hoping I could borrow his trench coat and wear that and just my helmet. Oh, I think that's going to be a bad look for you. Because your your head is super weird. What, my damaged naked body underneath a trench coat and my helmet? Yeah, I don't I don't think that's going to be a good look for you. Clarence Boddicker did this to my body. <laughs> look at my naked, deformed body. Chest plate. Disengaged. Oh, God. No, uh, look, uh, hold on. Uh, one of our interns is, is right outside. I'm just going to calm him down. Hey, we killed you. We killed you. Jack Swagger. <laughs> you're <laughs> dead or alive, you're coming with me. No, 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 it. no. <laughs> oh, God, everything has gone way out of control. Please. Not out of control enough. Crotch plate, disengage. <laughs> Oh, God, that's horrifying. Look upon my deformed, bullet-written genitals. Oh, there's so Look. many... So many bullet holes. Look. So many bullet holes. Shh. I don't want to look. Thank you very much for having me. And Sting and I will be at Washington, D.C. this Sunday... Bringing the pain. Oh, well, best of luck. Oh, God, he didn't take the plates. He did, he's completely exposed. Hey, look at me. I'm RoboCop. That's <laughs> just because you're putting the plates on hey, your chest look, and your crotch. Hey, look, I'm RoboCop. <laughs> oh, that's... Wait, this is a crotch piece? <laughs> yeah, that was a crotch. I thought that was a helmet. It's a little... It's a chrome tricorner head. No, sniff it. <laughs> oh, bullet holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to... You know, you don't want to put that on the face there. Um, uh... Robocop is rad. <laughs> You're right, Steve. Robocop is rad. Uh, Robocop 2, slightly rad. Yeah, not rad enough. Yeah. There's some really dark, disturbing parts in that that aren't cool like the first Robocop. No, like that little creepy kid who's also a drug dealer who's like... Mm-hmm. It's not Radon Chong, is it? No, but she's got that vibe to her. You know what? They were like, we need a Radon Chong type. <laughs> but we can't her. afford her. Yeah, well, they got that other lady. And it's still Peter Reller then, too, as Robocop, right? Yeah, it's Robert John Burke by three. Yeah, that's a... So I, I, I had told you about this uh, a couple weeks back when we met up. Like, I showed Robocop to my girlfriend. Yeah. Because she has a whole different, uh, like, just library of movies that she's seen in her life. And you and I have very similar library of movies that we've seen in our lives. So this is like, oh, this is 80s personified. Like, you got to see this. And she's all like, Scott, you've never seen RoboCop 3? I have, just not as many times as you. Okay, back <laughs> off. And she, she had never seen it. And uh, one of the things that really impresses me about RoboCop is Peter Weller's performance of the movement and body language that he gives to that character. Because anybody could have just done whatever they do in and, and bad movies where you see, like, no one does anything special or unique to it. But, like, Robert England with Freddy Krueger, all the movements that he does and gives it that language. Yeah. That, like he talks about in the special features where the gun is so heavy, it's like a gun at his side. It's like this holster. Yeah. And RoboCop, where the, all the these crisp, precise robotic movements that he does, just so interesting and fascinating that I'm sure all the special effects of the sound department are like, there's so much to do here with the way that he he's moves. yeah like if you listen and watch him like one his movements are so nuanced mm-hmm. that they're like you're hearing servos with his like the movements of his shoulders and his like his hips turning and stuff like that he's it, it was it was like corporeal corporeal mind what, what is it corporeal i'm pronouncing you, it wrong what are you referring to i thought he did like mime work 
Oh, yeah, probably. Like, sort of to get kind of into that sort of... Like, because it is such a physical Comedia performance. Comedia d'arte, yeah. maybe type stuff, too. And maybe because I, we were looking at a performance that's from the nose to the chin. Mm-hmm. In terms of what you normally look at, which is, you know, eyes, but it's like, it's, and it's lips parting and stuff like that. So the rest of it is this physicality in the rest of the body. Freddy Krueger, you can't take your eyes off this thing you don't want to look at, this burnt cheese face. Yeah. But he also, like, he has that sort of slinky sort of stand where one shoulder is jutted up and he's like lounging while standing up straight. Mm-hmm. And the, but he also has the sort of like, I'm running at you like I'm a, you know, a porcupine that has to take a shit. <laughs> oh God, I think that porcupine has to take a shit. So I think there's that kind of physics. Like, it's really interesting that you sort of mention both of those. Like, those are such physical performances. I mean, if I was to tie it back to wrestling, if you think about how uh seth rollins like walks in the ring mm-hmm. he stands like his back as straight as a rod and he just brings his hands up and he has his fingers sprayed like, yeah and he's kind of like i'm going to get you yeah you know and then uh someone like cactus jack sort of like he almost looks like the hunchback of notre dame he's like Ugh. like there's this like that's it reminds me of andor in final fight mm-hmm. like that's a that's another wrestler who's supposed to be based on Andre the Giant, but it's like, straight as a rail, hands out, I'm going to grab you. Yeah. Hagar in Final Fight, sort of hunched, like, ready to grapple. And, yeah, punch. And it's that. like in the first SmackDown game that Uke's media creator yeah. did, you start doing a create a character, and then you're like, pick stances. And, like, even if you can't see the person's name, you're like, oh, shit, that's The Rock. Because mm-hmm. they have him do the little twitch before he throws a punch. Or he's like, the way he stands up straight. Or the way Stone Cold stands. Like, they yeah. they do those little elements here and there. I, um, Green Mist. Uh, Tajiri? Tajiri. Like, yeah, the shoulders, the shoulders up, like his, yeah. like his hanger's still in his shirt. Yeah, and then, like, you see the Japanese guy, their strong style just looks like they're waiting for a fucking bus. I mean... Yeah, there's so many... Uh, that's one of the things that I've always appreciated about particular wrestlers, is when you break the mold of whatever you... Uh, like what has been done before you. Yeah. And you have your own stance. You have your own set of uh, movement. Not moves. Like movement. moves are something that yeah. everybody can do and have different things. But those are, you plug into those. But yeah. movement is the overarching, that is the flavor of what you're doing. Stone Cold was one definitely that he had such a unique movement for a guy his size that he used to flail around like crazy before he started, before he had the two neck breaks. But even after, still, he flailed a lot. After the neck breaks, I thought he got super reptilian. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, like, he was super wild just in terms of movement prior to that. But then the neck Snake-like breaks. Snake-like before. And then. Two-man, yeah. Two-man power trip era, like era. He got very sort of like nuanced in his movement. And this very sort of like reptilian. Like even his, like they, they I think JR would sort of push it. Like they, he became cunning. Not just in his ring psychology, but mm-hmm. his movement felt sort of like this sort of deceptive, sort of like traitorous kind of guy. Like, I feel like there's a lot that I can apply to it when I'm looking at it. But he was this sort of wild sort of force before. And then watching him become refined into the sort of this like aggressive uh, Undertaker as the dead man mm-hmm. and then as the American badass. Yeah, like that totally different. Completely different physicality. Mm-hmm. Like, he would lock his knees, you know? Like, I feel like he would sort of, like, he seemed taller as the American badass to me than he ever did as the Undertaker. Yeah, and it seems like he was led from his chest. Yeah. Because he, he would just, Yeah, I mean, it's like a it's like a Jason Voorhees, just like... Unstoppable. This power walking towards you, and you just go, I have nowhere to go but stumble over my own legs. Yeah, I know. It's this biker pride. Like, that sort of, like, that character, like, he, the fact that he changes his movement in that way, mm-hmm. opposed to this sort of, <clears throat> like, skulk. Like, Undertaker was still skulking, but him and Kane had that same physicality also. Yeah. Hair covering the face. Mm-hmm. That changes the body's movement. That slight tilt downward, the chin's a little bit closer to the body. You're now looking, then you've gone from uh, Jason, who's always looking up, yeah. who's always looking out. You're now in weird Michael Myers. You're now in like that sort of chin down is sort of almost this emo kind of style. Yeah, I've always been fascinated with the stuff to a large degree. Like I remember in high school, 
when we had movement classes for acting, yeah, that it was a big deal, and there was all these different exercises. And there was one that stuck with me that I found very fascinating when we did a production of The Crucible, and uh, our teacher had us walk around the room, and then it was figuring out what leads you, what part of your body leads you. Oh, now, the, what what part? Are, then do you think about that part as you move? Yeah, so it's it's trying to figure it out, and then as you uh, walk, then uh, they would. He would say, like, find someone else who walks the... If you can figure out the way that they walk, mimic it. Yeah. So then I figured out, like, I kick from my legs at the time. Like, I kick from my feet is what guided me. Um, And then watching other people, they lead from their chest. They lead from their chin. They lead from their forehead. They lead from their shoulders. And then we were doing exercises where in this town, uh, who is leading from what and how does that influence you of what you do? Um, and watching like if people led with certain parts of their bodies, what that led to as far as hierarchy in yeah. society. So if someone led from, uh, led from their chin, that made them seem like are they higher status? Yes, yeah. higher status. Opposed if you're like leading with your shoulders and bringing them in, or you're dropping your your any sort of physicality. Yeah, it's just perception and how we sort of size things up and just simple things of how we categorize stuff as humans and go like, Oh, they're clearly, they don't walk well. So they're not well off and they're poor and they're not important. Well, I mean that assumption that you can base off of a physicality or a physical trait like that is huge. Yeah. And especially with heels and faces, there's Mm -hmm. a different, like a face has got to stand with a rod in his back. He's got to keep his chin up. He's got to wave to the fans. He's got to be as Rocky Maivia. Opposed to The Rock, who's sort of the rated R guy, and we're not really sure how we feel about him, you know? Yeah. But, like, when he came out with fucking tassels, and he's got the jerry curl in, and he looks like a 17-year-old kid who's just really happy to be here, mm-hmm. then it's, everybody hates him, you know? Yeah, like, hi, everybody! Hey, I saw Taylor Negron in the parking lot! Boo! <laughs> Why, you don't like Taylor Negron? <laughs> He was in the last Boy Scout. Yeah, that stuff has always has always got me. But yeah, RoboCop, it's it's just awesome. It's a rad movie, and if you've never seen RoboCop and you're listening to the show, you should you should check you out some RoboCop for the 30th anniversary. Yeah, check out that interview that uh, Verhoeven did with like the Dallas. A Dallas newspaper. <laughs> it's great. That it's my favorite Dallas newspaper. Yeah, out of all the Dallas newspapers, my favorite is Dallas newspaper. <laughs> Steve, there is another story though that's breaking. I mean, look, we're going to talk more about Dave Made Amazing in a little bit. We talked about RoboCop, but the best movie that's out there currently and that'll be available for everybody, Dave Made Amazing, coming soon. But first, Steve, the biggest story in wrestling, possibly for the year, has broke. I believe it. Monday. Oh, Kurt Angle had a secret. I've heard about this. He's been having it for weeks. I, I was a witness to this. You were a witness I to this? I was an eyewitness to this on Twitter. This was <laughs> this was huge. Kurt Angle's had a secret for weeks. We speculated on all kinds of shows. Mark Rosek and I speculated last week. What was it going to be? I thought Dixie Carter was going to be involved in what this was. He thought Vince McMahon was going to be involved with what this was. Wasn't. Turns out, Kurt Angle, as a younger man had relations with a woman, had a love child that she kept secret from him for all these years, turned out to be a professional wrestler, and he is going to embrace it and let it be known that Kurt Angle's son is Jason Jordan of American Alpha. Who? <laughs> Jason Jordan of American Alpha. From Yeah, from who? You know, partners with Chad Gable? Ready, willing, and Gable? Uh, wow. Is that what he says? Sure. He should. <laughs> I think he does. That's why I'm excited to watch wrestling again, because I'll get a whole bunch of, who the fuck are these guys? Whoa, love children. Love children. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, guys, I'll say. Oh my god, I'm blown away. I, I thought Robocop was a huge shocker, but ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Mrs. Dad has just walked in the studio. What's so surprising about RoboCop? He's just really great. Does he does he work in your district? RoboCop? Yeah. No, he's not. What? He's not my local police man. Oh, okay. Well, I you just see. I'm like, just saying. What's surprising? I mean, oh my god, is that mac and cheese? It is mac and cheese. Yeah, I went to Baby Blues Barbecue, are which you, is not a sponsor of the show. Are you? 
Are you going to eat that mac and cheese? No, if you'd like some mac and cheese, Mrs. Dyke. I, I can't. I was like, look, I have I have a very important announcement to make. You have an important announcement to make? Please, yeah. the, the floor is yours. Mrs. Dad has an important announcement to make. I can't let Kurt Angle take all of the the excitement. Um, <laughs> I think it's important to mention that I, Mrs. Dad, also have a secret. Uh-huh. No need to tease several weeks worth of episodes out of it okay my son is a wrestler <laughs> your son is a wrestler my i mrs dad yes my son yes. is a wrestler <laughs> yeah what are you done with your announcement yeah i'm done how, how could you have known that my son is a wrestler well i well okay do you do you want to announce who your son is no, who do you think my son is <laughs> i know who your son is i know it's it's the miz what <laughs> the miz who the, the miz oh you mean mike <laughs> yeah oh yeah he's not a wrestler <laughs> um i mean seriously have you seen his in-ring style <laughs> lazy no passion <laughs> poor follow-through wouldn't, wouldn't that by referring to him having an in-ring style wouldn't that wouldn't that lead to him being a wrestler who? The Miz. Who? The Miz. Oh, you mean Mike? Yes. Oh, no. Are you trying to uh, shake uh, your uh, head no? It's just your shoulders I moving back and forth. I can't. My neck is... I can't do it. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm very familiar with what you look like. If our listeners don't happen to know what you look like, please, this episode is sponsored by Google. Please Google search Mrs. Dad. <laughs> no, no, uh, Mike, a wrestler? That's one spoonful of brown sugar that's too bitter for me. <laughs> what shows have you been watching lately, Mrs. Dad? I've been watching a lot of real housewives. Is that right? Of Atlanta. Is that is that where you're getting the sass from? I like to think so. Do they have no real housewives of Cleveland? Because that's where you're from? Not yet. Oh, okay. Well, do you think Mrs. Mrs. Dad could be on that show? Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, she'd have to be a housewife. She's got a job. Oh, she has a job. What does she do? Uh, cleaning up in the ring. <laughs> what? Cleaning up in the ring? I mean, it's been pretty. It's been pretty light lately because they don't have a lot of blood anymore. Yeah, that's right. They don't have a lot of blood anymore. Not a lot to clean up. So who's she works in wrestling? Your yeah, wife? She's a pretty good worker too. I think I'm, she, they might let her out of OVW into NXT pretty soon. <laughs> Is that right? I had no idea. She could take a bump. Uh, I don't think there is an OVW affiliated with WWE anymore. I'm not even sure if there's an OVW. Where has she been going every month for three months at a time? Look, I don't want to cause any trouble at home. No, please. No problems. Your announcement, though. Let me clarify this because I want to make sure we get this right so all the Dave Meltzers of the world, all the Ryan Satins can, you know, properly... Chris Hyatt? Sure, Chris Hyatt. Can... Chris Hyatt? <laughs> is, he, is, is that a person? Yeah, Chris Hyatt. Of... The Hyatt Report? <laughs> okay. Is that right? Is that the Hyatt reported thing? Chris Hyatt from the Hyatt Report? What's the website? I think he was on Declaration of Independence for a while after he left 411. Oh, all right. So previously at 411mania.com slash wrestling? Yeah, he also wrote The Taking of Triple H. Chris Hyatt. Sure. Am I Chris, alone on this? It's, uh, no. Hey, look, I don't know all the reporters, okay? You know, I do my own thing. I can't keep track of all the reporters, but I want to make sure I get the Chris Hyatt has Trish Stratus's actual phone number. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. Google Chris Hyatt text phone number Trish Stratus. Not right now. We're in the middle oh, of an interview. Sorry. It's, you t- it sounded like you want me to do That's it right this minute. That's just a fun little Easter egg for your, for your fans. Okay. Mrs. Dad, your announcement, please, if you could reiterate... Your important announcement. Okay. Okay. It is with great honor. Yes. That I announce my son is a wrestler. And your son being <sighs> the hand that May Young gave birth to. <laughs> that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Hold on a second, Mrs. Dad. You mean to tell me your son, the wrestler, is the hand that May Young gave birth to. Yes. So that means that you had relations with May Young. Yes. You did? What? 
are you all right? Do you need uh, to sit down? I just got very panicked. Okay, well, I everyone thinks that Mark Henry... Was I supposed to say a different wrestler was my son? I don't know. I Look, The Miz is your son. Who? The Miz. Who? The Miz. Former... Uh, you mean Mike? Yes. Yeah, He's I the get... current Intercontinental Champion. What? How did he do that? <laughs> he did, won it. Was it like a charity thing where they gave it to like poor little boys who don't know how to wrestle? <laughs> no, they he he won it. From who? Uh, some sort of crippled deer on the side of a highway? I don't think a crippled deer was ever the Intercontinental Champion. Well, they'd have to be if the Miz is champion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, I I believe uh the Miz had won it from Dean Ambrose. They were having a very long back and forth feud. The feud is still going on. The Miz oh, has sounds a... long just hearing about it. <laughs> the Miz has a Miz Taraj. Do you know about this? He has his own entourage. He calls the Miz Taraj. Oh man, what poor sad bastards have to be a part of that? Look, uh, what do you got in there? Damian Sandow, Brock Lesnar, Marty Jannetty. <laughs> Anybody who's talented, but they're just not busy that week. Look, it's 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 Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Oh God, they should call it the "Go Kill Themselves." <laughs> I I think that would send a bad message. Why to... didn't Bo Dallas join the Wyatt family? You know, that's a great question, Mrs. Dad. Nobody still knows the reason why. The uh, why not? I'll tell you why. Why? Because they got sucked up into some sort of terrible mistourage. Well, sounds like Mirage. <laughs> Everything you think there isn't there. Well, and Maurice is still with Miz. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> what a wonderful woman. She's great. I met her, you know. Is that right? Yeah. That... I met her at a wedding. <laughs> oh, Whose wedding? Uh... <laughs> Do you remember Don't who? Don't tell me. I know who it is. Okay. Who's wearing the white dress? Oh, Maurice. She looked great. <laughs> okay. Oh, she looks... Mm, mm, mm. Do, do, do you? That's one spoonful of white sugar I could, I could eat all day. Do you happen to remember if you were sitting on the groom's side or the bride's side? Oh, the groom's side. Okay, so we're narrowing who, it down. Who so was Maurice on was the getting, groom's side? Maurice was getting married to someone. Who, okay, who, tell me who she was getting married to. The Miz. Who? The Miz. No. Why would she marry? Who? Who? Who is that? That's your son. Oh, who? Mike? Yes, Mike. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess he could have married Maurice. I mean, poor girl. Really <laughs> lovely girl, but why did... Uh, you you think this is a travesty? I mean, not as much as the Mrs. in-ring work, but I mean, what what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, you could have spoken out at the wedding. They probably said, does anyone object? I could have spoken up, but I also could have not eaten 40 things of shrimp before I came in here. 40 things of shrimp? Yeah. All right. Well, look at my fingers. They've got orange tails on them. Oh, that's so weird. I've seen that with olives before, but how did you do that with shrimp? Uh, very painfully, I stuck the sharp edges of the <laughs> outer skeleton of the shrimp underneath my fingertails. Okay. Well, I look. It seems like you have a lot in your plate, but just one last. Not time. anymore. Now it's on my fingers. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Dad, your important announcement: your son, the Miz. Is a wrestler. No. <laughs> I got it wrong? I absolutely disagree. The Miz is not a wrestler. <laughs> so your son is a wrestler. Yes, my son is a wrestler. The Miz. No, it's a kayfabe bit. My son is a wrestler, the hand that May Young gave birth to. All right. I, I just... What, what's the hand's name? Oh, shoot. I call him Michael. <laughs> okay, well, that I think that clarifies... Uh... Clarifies, clarifies, and clears it all up. Clarifies, clears it all up as much as you need to. Okay, Ms. I should just point something out. Yeah. Uh, Mike, my son. Yes. Uh, the hand? No, no, no. I mean, he's got a face like a thumb, but <laughs> uh, look, he sometimes gets in the ring and dabbles. Yeah. And uh, just couldn't be more disappointed in him as a son or as a wrestler, <laughs> which he isn't. And honestly, I don't think you could taint the legacy of the Intercontinental Championship any farther than by somehow slapping it back onto him. Well, uh, he wrestles like a big bag of clothes. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Mrs. Dad, I, I want to thank you for coming in today. No, seriously, I remember him as a little boy trying to do his laundry. He had a big bag of clothes, and then he'd slam it on the ground, and he'd be, he'd say, "I'm King Kong Bundy," and I would scoff and be like, "Who wants to be King Kong Bundy?" And he's like, "I'm a gym teacher," and I was like, "That's George the Animal Steel, you piece of shit." 
get in that laundry bag. Um, I really want to thank you for stopping by. And I, I, I have a gift for you. Our last guest didn't take it. Uh, we have some baby food. If you oh like. God, yeah. If you, yeah, if you don't, Rebel Cop didn't Sorry, see I didn't want mean it. to pooch the joke. You just started handing it before you started talking. I just. I'm not even using my fingers on this. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm going to smash it against the ground, <laughs> and I'm going to lick the glass. Okay, uh, that's... I'll do it outside. Okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Uh, I And hey, we appreciate your son. Who? The Miz. You mean Mike? Yes. Yeah, I guess. All right. He needs all the help he can get. <laughs> okay, thank you, Mrs. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just farted out of here. <laughs> certainly did. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I feel bad. Look, everybody, we get we got to talk about Dave Manimes. I I'm sorry. I have to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. No, no, I have to bump our. I have to bump our final guest, Xbox's butthole. We, have to, <laughs> we don't have time. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bump a Xbox butthole. So, uh, Dave made a maze. Steve, uh, we're in theaters August 18th. We're in uh 12 cities 12 u.s cities three three in canada it should be pointed out steve as of earlier today it was 10 cities yeah, when, and then when we started recording it turned out to be 12 yeah two weeks ago it was six like we're expanding i think our release is pretty impressive i'm i'm super excited what are the scott you're looking at the list what are the cities right there yeah uh so here's what we have we have uh, this is august 18th to august 24th yes uh, as of, as of this moment and this is you know this is one of those things where if things go well and you go out and see it and you support the movie, that more and more can happen. There could be an extended run. And there could be even more cities and letting everyone know at DaveMainAmaze.com if you submit and say, like, I wanted to play in my town. Go to the Facebook page. Let them know. Instagram. Yeah, please. DaveMainAmaze.com slash screenings for this information. Scott's going to tell you, but please interact with us on YouTube, on Facebook, like just... The more you do to that, just to show your interest, the more it helps us out. And we'll be posting that trailer everywhere. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, there's a full theatrical trailer now. Before there was the teaser trailer for nope, Slam Dance. That's right. Now you got a full trailer showing off all kinds of great stuff. But in uh, these cities, August 18th, Atlanta, Georgia, Boston, Massachusetts, Chicago, Illinois. Tell CM Punk to get his ass over there. Denver, Colorado, Cleveland, Ohio, Kansas City, Missouri, Los Angeles, California, Phoenix, Arizona, San Francisco, California, Seattle, Washington, Toronto, Canada, Vancouver, Canada, and Vancouver, Washington. August 18th to August 24th. That's a week-long run. I was... I'm... I was I didn't even know we were going to get a theatrical run and I'm so grateful we did. I think this movie's it's worth seeing on the big screen. It's pretty trippy. I think it looks good. It sounds amazing. It's it's a trippy adventure. Scott's in it. He fucking steals the show. Um just all around a really good time. John Morrison is in it. Yeah. He's been a guest on this show several times. As you all know, John Morrison from WWE, Johnny Mundo from Lucha Underground. He's in the film as well. He plays the Minotaur. Yeah, he does. He's badass. And every it's so funny because every day he was on set, everyone would just kind of like, like you just gravitate towards him. He's one of like, I think there's something about being able to command a stage in front of so many thousands of people that when you walk into a room people can't but they just can't help but sort of want to be like hey so are you like thinking about drinking a soda right now yeah because it's part of it is just uh the 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 amount of ridiculous shape that man is in he's in a lot of good shape oh my god and the other he's playing the minotaur so he is uh, not wearing a whole lot in the movie, so they have to do makeup all over his body, which is exposed in the makeup chair. And everyone has to walk by the makeup chair to get to the set. And sometimes you got to walk by five or six, seven times. <laughs> yeah, just to get every glance uh, yeah. you can. No, it was it was amazing to see because you look and you go, ah, oh, you piece of shit. You've, you got, you're just so ripped. And then you see the girls going like, oh, oh, hi. Do we, do we have those pictures, the three of us together? There, I have some somewhere, but they have the print on them. Like I've never gotten the version yet where I feel like there's something. Let me, I'll send them to you. I think there's a picture. And then there was like, all right, now you guys take your shirts off. And me and were like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> no, I'll take my balls out. I'm yes. proud of those. Just, uh, it's a little chilly. I'll just swipe those over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, we did a we did a little photo shoot uh, while the while the movie was being filmed. Uh, that Steve uh, was there, and I was in costume, and John was in costume, and 
It was super fun. And so we've been holding on to those photos forever because we've been waiting for the release of the movie. Uh, I should also point out, I, I'm sure a lot of longtime listeners know what the movie's about, but it's Dave Manamaze is about a guy, Dave, who builds a cardboard fa- fort in his living room and he gets lost inside it and his girlfriend comes home and she has to lead a team of people into the maze and go rescue him. And weird, bonkers shit happens inside <laughs> that maze once they go inside. I mean, people have heard me say this forever, and if you're a new listener, uh, God bless you. Uh, but Steve's brain is uncanny. There is nothing like it, and the man makes all sorts of things I want to see and hear and has been such a huge part of this show and his creativity, and this is the first of, I hope, many feature films that this you get to see that poured out on screen. So... For that alone, you gotta buy a ticket. You gotta pre-order it on iTunes. You can get the DVD, you can get the Blu-ray. All of that's available on the website. And like I said, those screenings are available on all those uh, all of those cities on August 18th. If listener, you enjoyed the focused, nuanced comedic stylings with the exploratory bent that Scott and I both so thoroughly enjoyed today, <laughs> then I think you'll enjoy Dave Animes and whatever else I've got up my sleeves that I can share with you. Yeah, it's 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 the beginning of something very, very cool. And if you didn't like it, you already know why you're accidentally listening. You can't turn it off because you're in the middle of traffic. (laughs) (laughs) I meant to get Pritchard's podcast, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Pritchard had a lot of in-depth wrestling history for you. You're getting the alternate universe stuff for us. This is Earth 2, buddy. Yeah, where's Pritchard's movie, huh? Yeah, I want to Yeah, it would be pretty interesting. Yeah, it might be all right. I feel like it'd be very detailed. And I don't know if it'd be as, uh, like, a much of a stretch. Yeah, it wouldn't be fantastical. No, I think it would be very well-researched. It would be like uh, Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth. Two. An Inconvenient Two. Love. Yeah, An Inconvenient Love for wrestling. It's still real to me. Damn it. I love you. Yeah, good stuff. I Seriously, Bo Dallas is not even close to joining <laughs> Wyatt Family? No, he's in the Mistrage. I mean, they should feud and kidnap Bo. Ooh, that'd be good. He looks as Wyatt-y as he can right now. He's got the, the I, th- I believe, the meme name for him is uh, uh, John Bo Jovi, because he looks like John, John Bon Jovi. I mean, I think that's cool, honestly, but, like, set up Wyatt and Bo for a year and then have them fight each other at Mania, unless they got a real problem with brothers fighting at Mania and only Kane and The Undertaker can do it. Well, I mean, that is something. But here, let me show you show you a picture of him real quick here. There you go. Look at that, buddy. Oh, that's so small. Wait, I can't find a better photo. <laughs> but yeah, he's got like the headband going and everything. Oh, there we go. He Look kind of looks like, um, uh, more like, what's his name from Guns N' Roses? Axel Rose? He looks much more like Axel than J.B. Jovi to me. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it, it doesn't play as well. Yeah, Axel Bowes. Yeah, dude, Axel Bowes. All right, well, we nailed this <laughs> yeah, shit. You got that on your first try, Scott. Damn it. Anyway, Dave made a maze. I'm super proud of it, Scott. And honestly, I'm super proud of you in it. Like, when I see that movie, I'm really grateful for what happened and what I got to make, and I'm proud of the work I did. But I am the. I can honestly say I'm the most proud of that movie because you got to be in it, and I got to see my friend on screen. Mm-hmm. So that I'm so grateful for. Well, we could we could be saying this stuff back and forth all night uh, and extend this podcast, but hopefully we'll be back on again soon. Yeah. Uh, I have plans for something special for if you listeners do get your hands on Dave Mane Mays, maybe we'll make our own special features right on this podcast. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's an almost promise, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, fuck it. Let's promise it. All right. Yeah. If you guys, if you, or if enough people pre-order it on iTunes... And you leave a curtain jerks related comment. I don't know. Does yeah, that you, work? Can, you can rate and review the the movie on iTunes, and you know, say that curtain jerks sent you, Steve Sears sent you, Scott Narver sent you. Yeah, you know, say on Twitter, say that a Steve Sears on Twitter uh, at Scott Narver. You know, let them know that you bought we, it yeah. or influenced it. Uh, that we will do a special commentary track. With Steve Sears and myself, who knows? Maybe even some other people might stop by. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do it as an we'll do it as an episode, and you'll just play it right as the movie's starting. Yeah, you sync it right up. That's a popular thing now. You know, all sorts of other shows do that. And uh, tell them Curtain Jerk sent you. Yeah, America, you decide.
<laughs> Hashtag 2011. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are the days. Uh, so yeah, so that that will be coming your way. So please, please get the word out. Check out Dave Made a Maze. I think you're going to be very, very excited about it. So Steve, what else? Say anything else? Uh, I, that's all my cool stuff, man. On Twitter? At uh, Dave Made a Tweet is our Twitter handle. We're at Dave Made a Fan Page on Facebook. Uh, com is a great hub. Um, check us out, Dave Made a Maze trailer on YouTube. There's a couple. One of them's at, uh, our trailer is at 2 million views almost, I That's think. That's nice. On, uh, on YouTube. There, there's a couple trailers that are up, but one of them just hit the algorithm, man, really hard. Oh, no, I mean, it was very popular. <laughs> <laughs> and at a Steve Sears on Twitter. That's right. That's me. To reach out Steve directly. I'm on Twitter every day, but I'm a lurker. I don't tweet very much. I, I tend to lurk a lot, too. Yeah. I don't check the news feeds. I should. Yeah. Every once in a while, I think I hit up at Jay Schmuck and see if he responds. And two. At Jay, yeah, Jay at Jay Schmuck, too. Yeah. I miss that, man. I miss both of you guys. Hey, I miss you too, man. Thank you so much for having me. Today. Of course, and I think the listeners were very happy to have you back as uh, the well. The podcast headquarters looks great. The view, like it's crystal clear. I can see all the way to downtown. <laughs> oh, the smog! Ah, the smog! Uh, and as for myself, we're at a new home, Wrestling Compadre Slamcast fans, The TheStream.TV, a new episode there on YouTube and on iTunes, all the good stuff. We're back on video and audio, so check that out uh, with special guest Lita, and also... Uh, Holy shit! <laughs> well, Dale went and interviewed her in Florida. That's That doesn't matter, man. That's like... I didn't get to ask her about her thong or nothing. <laughs> Thanks. That's really probably what I would have wanted to ask, but then be like, uh, so what's, is Edge a good kisser? Uh, is Matt a good kisser? Uh, <laughs> oh, you're not defined by the men you've been with. You're also a great performer. I'm sorry I did this to us. Uh. Um, yeah, I got some interviews coming up on there uh, from the people at Impact Wrestling, Global Force Wrestling, if you will. Uh, so you check those out when those come out. I will be sure to let you know. And YouTube.com slash OnYourMarkShow. Brian Cage, Justin Roberts, a few more added to the list that you can check out on there. Free, funny, good stuff. Keeps growing more and more every day, so check that out. Uh, is... That uh, King of Backyard style t-shirt is amazing. You want one? What size? Yeah, fuck yeah, I want one. What size? Large, buddy. You got one. That is killer. Everybody else, if you want one, please pay for it. Yeah, go Because I don't know you very well. Uh, yeah, I'll wear that King of Backyard style shirt. That is great. I, right. I won't wear the Nakamura one because I feel like a poser. A King of Backyard <laughs> style. I'm like, this is my speed, everybody. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Uh, I know a guy. And check that out. And be sure to check out, too, uh, if you want to do some uh, some grassroots campaign while you're doing some Dave Main Main stuff, do the secondary, of course. Uh, check out Impact Wrestling's Facebook Live video from Slammiversary with Marky Extreme and Skeeter Skyflyer up uh, past 71,000 views at this point, which far surpassed all their other videos from that week. So congratulations. Let them know. And that might make an influence in their uh, future roster. Who's to say, right? So uh, thank you very much. Be sure to check out Dave Made a Maze, and thank you to Steve Sears. So I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! <laughs> <laughs>